Hello, I'm your host, Catherine, and this is another episode of Coffee and Conjurings. We are talking about trusting your intuition today. If you haven't already picked up on that, and there are so many things in our day-to-day life that tie into trusting ourselves and our intuition. So we're going to hash into that a little bit. But before we get into that, I would love to remind you once again that my calendar is open. I recently added a new, a new appointment offering where we can dive more into like a coaching style appointment without committing yourself to a three to six month program working with me. And I'm really excited for these, these like one on one, one off coaching sessions because they're going to give you the opportunity to do more than, than only connect and receive guidance. It's going to be something that gives you actionable steps toward improving either A, your intuition or B, maybe working on something with your business if it's entrepreneurial or if it's something that you can connect your intuition with. But I do want to put that out there and I would definitely check that out. I'm really excited for that new offering and I'm really excited to connect with all of you on how to better listen to your intuition today. So pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee and get ready to learn. Do you have a hard time trusting yourself, following through or getting things done, believing in your own worth? Well, a lot of us have trouble trusting ourselves. And what we don't realize when diving into developing our intuition is that it's even harder to trust your intuition when you don't trust yourselves with the little everyday things. You cannot learn to trust your intuition before learning to trust yourself. So think of every time you promised yourself you would start tomorrow or get it done later or you'd rest later. And every time you fail to then start tomorrow or later or actually rest, you're telling yourself you can't be trusted. And you may not even realize this. And it doesn't even have to be every time that you fail to start the next day or whatever it is. But when we do fail to show up for ourselves or trust these boundaries and in abide by the boundaries we set for ourselves, we are teaching ourselves that we cannot trust ourselves. These are the things that we can physically identify with in our normal day-to-day life, like eating better, exercising, getting tasks done, or taking part in self-care routines. When you can't trust yourself to do the things that you can easily see and identify, how can you trust your gut instincts, your intuition that you may not receive immediate proof or evidence of around you? If you're ready to shift that narrative, then I have a few very simple ideas and tasks to help you with this. Change does require effort though. So while it may not be physically exerting, you could find it difficult or mentally challenging at first. I would really recommend having your notebook dedicated to this exercise. And this is something that I picked up about a year and a half ago, maybe even more at this point. I I can't even, I feel like I'm losing track of time here, but I picked this up in about February or March of 2021, and it was from a group in Clubhouse. And I know that this has been adapted by dozens and dozens and probably hundreds of people, but the woman I learned it from had adapted it from a book that I unfortunately cannot remember the name of. So number one, you want to set yourself up for success and document it. So every night before bed, or every morning starting your day, I want you to choose five things that are a top priority to get done. And when I say this, the key here is to make sure that these five things are absolutely doable. You don't want to pick insurmountable tasks or things that are all very, very involved that are on your running to-do list 
And if you don't have a running to-do list, I guess we'll save that for another episode, but it's also very helpful for feelings of anxiety and that sort of thing. But if you pick your kitchen, for example, as something you've been meaning to really clean, don't list your kitchen, your bathroom, um, cleaning the floors, like all of these things, but break your kitchen down into three or four, maybe even all five of these really small tasks. So you want to wipe out the sink and then you're going to cross that off. You're going to clean out the inside of the refrigerator. Like that's huge. Cross that off. Um, you also want to wipe down the counters, cross that off. That's three huge things, right? That maybe took you a little bit longer than you would have anticipated. And now if you had written that down as one major thing that you wanted to get done, you'd be exhausted just trying to get all of, all of that one big task done. So you want to set yourself up with really small things that are still important. When I say this, um, when you finish each task, I want you to cross it off the list, check it, cross it, whatever that you're doing to show that it's completed as opposed to the others. Okay. Because when you do this task, when you cross it off, you're showing yourself psychologically that that, that small thing is completed. And what it's also doing is showing your brain that you can be trusted because you're finishing these small things and seeing it in writing matters. So definitely write these down. Okay. I like to make my list a variation of work life, personal life, and self-care. For example, number one, it's going to be something like taking a nap or yoga, and it doesn't have to be a long nap. And I realize that that sounds ridiculous to some people, but it is huge for me and it's an act of self-care as far as I'm concerned. Number two, get outside for a walk with my boys. That is something for my personal life, but it's also something that is self-care because it's going to help get you grounded, get you exercise, get you energized, raise your vibration. Um, number three, maybe it's put away one basket of laundry. If any of you listening have children, you know that the laundry saga is never ending. And I used to get really burnt out just trying to keep up with all of the housework. Now I more or less look at it as this one thing here at a time so I can kind of keep up and kind of just fly by the seat of my pants. And it has helped me feel more accomplished to see that one thing crossed off. Number four, maybe send emails to my Patreon community, reminding them of new and upcoming events or connections we have with um, psychics who have passed like Sylvia Brown, Drop dropping um, some attention there to that one. It's going to be really exciting. And then uh, maybe number five is recording next week's episode. So as I finish these things, I'm going to cross them off. And when you start doing this, if you find that you're not able to cross things off as much as you would like to, Maybe you need to reevaluate what your realistic idea of getting things done is and of what you can actually accomplish in one day. If you are consistently setting yourself up to get more done than you actually have time for or than is actually healthy to do, then you're again showing yourself you can't be trusted because you're putting yourself in a state of exhaustion, right? So the idea here is to have this list be something totally doable and you cross them off as you go throughout the day. Crossing it out is a really important part of the exercise, okay? Next, under those five things, I draw a little line and I write out three things I'm proud of, three things I'm grateful for, and three things I desire. Now, when you start with the proud section, and it's important that you go in this order, it is so crucial that this proud is where you're proud of yourself and not of anyone else. And I say this because as a parent, we tend to easily talk about how proud we are of our kids but we're going to focus on us instead. And even if you're not a parent, some struggle with the idea of celebrating themselves just because it feels boastful or arrogant. I know in my coaching practice, I've had a number of clients who have had 
a really difficult time writing a letter to themselves about how proud they are of all of their accomplishments in their lifetime. And it's because a lot of us are taught that it's not nice to gloat, right? It's not nice. And I hate that word nice, but it's not nice to talk yourself up. I say, screw that. It is absolutely acceptable to talk yourself up and we should be speaking about the things that we're proud of ourselves for more often. So I promise you it's healthy to have pride in yourself. There's a difference between being arrogant and cocky and being proud of yourself. So write down three things you're proud of yourself for full sentences each time. I am proud of blank. I am proud of blank. I am proud of blank, not just a list. Okay. I want you to really fully feel this. The next three things you're going to write down are three things that you're grateful for. I am grateful for X. Okay. I am grateful for Y. I am grateful for Z. When we put our focus on what we have gratitude for, we draw in more to be grateful for. Think of the person you know who's always complaining. And aren't they always finding more to complain about? Maybe it seems to seek them out, but it, it, and it does because like energy attracts like energy. No matter how big or small from hot coffee to waking up in the morning, it'll get easier to find those three things each day. And you're allowed to repeat. Don't stress yourself out trying to come up with, with a new thing to be grateful for. I write very often, I am grateful for getting my kids to school on time with minimal arguing, or I am grateful for waking up this morning. I am grateful for a hot cup of coffee. If I finish a hot cup of coffee in the morning before school while getting the kids ready, I am so grateful for that. Or we just had a lot of guests in our house back to back. So this morning I was grateful for coming home to just myself in my house and just the dogs. It was a really wonderful, quiet experience. Um, when we write down these things that were, uh, if we're struggling to find these things to write down these three things, then I would really encourage you just to start with something very basic. Like I'm grateful for waking up today. I'm grateful for the air that I breathe and I'm grateful for the ground beneath my feet. I'm grateful for the shoes on my feet. If you're living in a house that has a lot of problems that may seem unaffordable to be fixing, or you feel like you're in over your head, focus on that one thing. Like I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for the electricity running in my house. I'm grateful for the ability to pay this bill. Even if it is a bill you don't want to pay, if you have the ability to pay it, I'm grateful for being able to pay this. Um, things like that. Okay. I remember when the foundation in our old house, uh, cracked. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was cracked when we moved in. We just didn't know it. But when we had to pay for it to be fixed, I remember kind of being overjoyed that we had the money to pay for it at the time because it wasn't something we would have been able to even finance years prior because we weren't in a good place. But in that moment when we were given the bill for it, and it could have been a lot worse, trust me, but when we were given the bill for it and I thought, wow, we can actually pay for this out of pocket or we can finance it. We have options here. I was really grateful for that. And I remember my husband looking at me like I had three heads to be excited to get a bill that big, but also to know that I was able to pay it. It felt really good. So I was grateful for that. And last, what we round off with is our desires. And this one is last because you want to front load the energy of what you want with what you already have in your life with positivity for what you're proud of and what you're grateful for. So when you write your desires, remember that they can be anything at all, okay? I write down peace in my heart almost every single day. It's a go-to for me. I have three boys. The oldest one is seven. The youngest one is two. 
I am grateful for peace in my heart. I am grateful for leading with love, or I desire to lead with love. I desire to speak um, in a responsive way rather than like a reactive way. I write down peace in my heart and usually a financial goal surrounding my business. Nothing is too big to write down. Okay. Um, when we were house shopping, it was, I desire the perfect house, the perfect for us house and the perfect for us neighborhood within our price range that checks all of the important boxes. And it came to us. So when you are doing this, what you're essentially doing is retraining your mind through this exercise to look for what's going right in your life. Because not every day can be beautiful. <laughs> not every day can be even close to perfect. And sometimes there's almost nothing good that happens in a day. And that's okay. But the point here is that this is something that's going to allow you to have your vibration stay raised consistently. And it's going to allow you to connect more clearly with what is a priority in your life. Um, if you're finding that the things that you're drawn to accomplishing in a day-to-day aren't happening, then you need to look at where your priorities are and reconvene and kind of reassess what it is that is more important. I would really encourage you to start this practice for at least 30 days. If you can do it for 90, even better. But this is something that when working with clients, if I talk to them months and months down the road and I see how they're doing after working in a one-on-one kind of coaching mentorship with me, I'll often say, are you still doing your proud, grateful desire? And if they're talking about how they're struggling again, and they say no to that, I'm like, okay, well, start that again, do it for a couple of weeks, and then let's reconnect. Because that is such a huge, huge exercise. And it's a really small exercise that has really powerful and impactful results. I credit this with, um, I credit my making it through deployment with three babies, five and under, uh, when my husband was gone for, oh my God, almost an entire year. He was really gone most of 2020 and a lot of 2021. So this helped me keep my head above water. It's not always going to make you feel amazing, but it's going to remind you of the things, like I said, that are going right. So give this a shot. And the reason this ties back to your intuition is number one, you're learning to trust yourself with those five things that you write down. Number two, in writing down what you're proud of, what you're grateful for, and what you desire, you're shifting the narrative to be more positively minded without like a toxic positivity kind of thing. I mean, sometimes my grateful is for getting out of bed. Okay. Sometimes my grateful is for having the energy to um, make the bed or to make real dinner for my kids or whatever it is. Your huge things are going to be little things for other people and vice versa. So no judging what your proud, grateful and desires are either. And then at the end of that page, I like to fill the space with a, a list of affirmations. I usually start with, I trust the timing of the universe. I trust my intuition. Uh, money flows to me in large sums from multiple sources on a consistent and continuous basis. I deserve to be happy. I deserve an abundance of finances, whatever it is that comes to mind. And again, when I feel stuck, I hit Pinterest because why not? Don't make it too hard on yourself. 30 days, preferably 90. I would love to hear how this works for you if you test it out. And I will catch you all on Monday for another episode of Murder and Mediumship.